Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to... Hey! Hi! We were just chatting. Welcome to our show, Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube, where I did not hit the timer right. Welcome to the show. Should we play a theme song, Carl? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little late, but do it. All right. Well, let's get a little late. we got to wait for that little SoundCloud kick in. Listen to the angels. Welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, I'm Carl. Oh, I like to pee outdoors. Hey, you should follow me on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You should follow me into the forest because you're going to see some pee. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on social media. Sold. Welcome to the show. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube where Carl and I chat at the top of the hour and sometimes I forget to play the song exactly at the right time. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you. You follow us. Whoa. With, uh, <clears throat> you hear that? That's cool. I'm freaking out, Carl. I don't. Oh, what do my, you hear? I hear my headphones feeding back. My, these headphones, <laughs> they're. I wouldn't say they're old, but they're from compliments of Pan Am Airlines. <laughs> That's what I got. So they were in the control tower. It's weird when I could hear on both ears using the studio here, Mutiny Radio. So let me explain. We are streaming live on mutinyradio.fm as we do every Sunday afternoon, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. for you fucking hippies in California. And we actually uh, broadcast from Hippieville, San Francisco, next to Berkeley, Hippie Town. And uh, I'm with Carl from New Jersey Town. Good to see you, Carl. Bonjour, bonjour. Your district is my mission. Ah, the mission district. And your mission, your Essex is my district. All right, so anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Essex your County. Your my sex. So we uh, <laughs> watch a full-length movie on YouTube. You follow us on iTunes or any of your podcast feeds. We go by L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Uh, as you remember from the Safety Dance song, L-L-L-L-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-W-
We tell you the movie, you go to YouTube, you listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time. And that way we can watch this horrible movie together. Have friends with us. Friends, so don't, so you have to subscribe now and not up. You don't have to listen to your friends. You just subscribe and then your friends' numbers get higher. Uh, right, Carl? Cool. Yeah, ah. you don't got to listen. Just subscribe. Just subscribe. So now that we got that out of the way, and you can never have to listen. You can just watch the movie and enjoy it for what it is. Carl, what is the movie this week? We are watching Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde, 1995. That's what you put in your search engine, Dr. Jekyll and Ms. Hyde, 1995. Jekyll is J-A-K-Y, I don't know why, this is how it's spelled, J-E-K-Y-L-L. Ah, and this is a notorious, notorious movie from 1995. Uh, Which uh, YouTube channel is hosting this movie for us? Oh, good question. Um, I recommend Pat Mack, two words, P-A-T-M-A-C. All right. That's what I have in the slow cooker waiting for me when I get home. 1.12. Oh, I thought I said million subscribers. That's okay. Good job, Pac-Matt. And we appreciate it. So we want you guys to do it. Uh, As we usually do on our show, we have the previous hosts of the previous Mutiny Radio show that streams live with us. I'm talking about Paul Brumbaugh from the Edge of Insanity Countdown. But Paul is not here today. So we have the Brumbot. Uh, our AI manual recording. Uh, Brumbot, good one. Good. Yeah, well, hey, you you made this audio, so I just come up with the titles of this stuff, uh, if I'd be so bold. So uh, we're going to play the bot, and then from there, when uh, he gives you the cue, go ahead and hit play on the recording, Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde, which you have paused at zero, zero, zero. So let's get this started. I am, I just I am ready. This. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Brum. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome... Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Do you see a gong? No, Carl, can we start from the beginning? What? Start over? Yeah. What happened? Okay, I'm pressing pause. Hit pause. The audience hit pause. Back up. Zero, zero. I'm totally buffered. Okay, now I'm going to play the rum pole, rum pole. Ladies and gentlemen, put, put the hand. All right, in three, two, one, go. Thank you. There we go. Bang it gone. Get it on. I was, uh, Chuck, I just got on stage. Okay. Ladies so and gentlemen, we please welcome up. Carl to the gong show. Gong. Yeah, I- Thank you for participating, Carl. You may sit down. Okay, what second are you on? Because you messed me up here. I'm on 21, 2, 3, 4, 25. Let's do it from the beginning. I'm looking at a bridge. Yeah. All right, I'm pausing. I'm pausing too. I'm pushing it back to zero, zero. Okay. I'm cursing Mike Spiegelman. Okay, for that, we're going to replay the Brumbot. I'm getting the Brumbot ready, and let's do it again. All right, so let's oh, get this started. Audience, I am, so I am right, ready. Let's get this started. I'm so ready to throw inside the balls here. There's a countdown here. The gentleman. 
I'm going to sue you. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, okay. So, let's get rid of Get rid of Rumba. And now, what have you all been waiting for? Master, Master of the Descending Numerals. Countdown King himself. Would you please, please welcome, welcome Mr. Paul, Paul Rumba. Rumba. All right, guys, guys, you know the drill. Put that okay, finger wait, wait, wait. right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Gong. We are launched. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are starting. This is worth the effort. This this rank uh, organization intro with the gong, <laughs> I've seen that in like movies from like the 50s and 60s. This is from 1995. Right, 1995, and it was the HBO video release. It's not clear. It, it did have a theatrical run. Right, but it you don't know if it's national. Well, it was never international. It was only domestic. So that lets me think that it was HBO and direct-to-video. Well, we were, I'm listening to the, we're listening to the opening credits, and you could hear the sound effect of this high, like the screeching uh, of the, the... Yeah. Something's dangerously wrong, then. Sean Young, she must play Miss Hyde. Tim Daly, he gets second billing as Miss Dr. Jekyll. Top. Yeah, he gets second billing. Well, I mean... <clears throat> I, I know the story that, that they were wanted Jim Carrey for the role. That's correct. But fuck him, man. I mean, they were to get in together for uh, uh, Ace Ventura. Well, yeah, he had Ace Ventura, and then immediately to follow, he was going to shoot The Mask. And he's like, sorry, guys, I, you know, Ace Ventura is my star vehicle. It's all of my... Yeah, my whole com- comedy act shtick. It was his entire act, all in eighty-seven yeah. minutes. So he had no material Dr. after Jekyll. that. He would go on stage and talk to his armpit, and people said it's not the same. <laughs> you might as well be wearing a mask. Now we should mention that at the end of Ace Ventura, right? It's like really kind of degrading how they they imply that Sean Young is actually transgender or has two genitals, right? Like her mm-hmm. daphnite or something, like her or her. I don't right. know, and like you have her bare ass with this. I don't know. It, it was kind of demeaning the whole thing. So well, we're bending her gender in this one too. Yeah. Well, I guess this one they know what they're talking about. When he created Mr. Hyde. Now, of course, this is bitten off of you know the the very famous um, J- uh, Jekyll and Hyde book. It's the Robert um, Louis Stevenson classic, Treasure Island, and there's Pegleg Pete. <laughs> and there's the barnacle lady who's on top of the boat usually. Much prettier in this one. Do you? So this is what Connecticut. He lives in Jersey. No, it's Manhattan, and he's going to. Oh, good question. I'm not sure what what the state. Is that upstate New it York? It could be. It absolutely could be from the look of it. Okay, so let me just tell you what's going. Sure, on. Sure, please do, because I've yeah. never read Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde to begin with. Uh, that's all right. You will not uh, ever suffer. read it. Okay, here is Doctor Jax, and Doctor Jax ha- has rel- a very rich relative who's died. So here they are at the will reading to find out what everybody's going to get. So they're going to go around the room, and everyone's you're getting the yacht and the Martha Vineyard house, and they're going to everyone's like, oh yay, whoa! And then <clears throat> Doctor Jax is listed last. Right, and he gets his great grandfather's old manuscript. Actually, uh, they cut the scene, but I'm in it here. I'll play my part. Uh, excuse okay. me, not to be disrespectful in the funeral. Excuse me, excuse me. 
Excuse me, can I get your attention, please? How much did I get? I, I'm sorry for your loss, Sim Daly. That was me at a funeral. Thank you. After this film, uh, Tim Daly had to hide his face. Oh, really? He what? Did, he changed his name. He became Tyne Daly, right? Well, actually, his sister is Tyne Daly. His sister is Tyne Daly? Yes, yes. Can't it be too... This is at the height of his wings fame, by the way. This was the right time for him to get a lead in a movie. Oh, he must be working, like, nonstop. Does he talk like he does in Wings? Like everything's a joke set up? Uh, no. No, in this thing, he's very serious and, you know, tr- uh, trying to keep it all together as hilarity cra- craziness goes on around him. You he's know, doing it right this moment. The, the crew was very excited when his sister showed up because it's like, uh, time to see the dailies. <laughs> right? Every night they would go. Oh, uh, thank you. Looney Skip Rooney, everyone. The strange case <laughs> now, suggested. Now, is a is a scientist. Right, but he's at what he considers a dead end job. Oh, there's the piv. Perfume maker. By the way, I hate to tell you, but I have this very weird affection where I uh, channel Jeremy Piven. So I might actually go, "Hello, hey, it's me, Jeremy Piven. I'm uh, excited to be here recording the DVD commentary for Doctor Jekyll and Miss Hyde, one of my early comedies at the time." My early comedies. Oh, yeah. Well, as you can tell, uh, I have hair. <laughs> this was in between uh, Larry Sanders season seven and eight and Entourage season two and three. I was in a time tunnel at the time. Piff. Now, she, the secretary, is oh, really a jerk just wondering if you had to Dr. Chance Jack. To and she is a famous comedian. Don't you raise your voice to me. My day was off to a good Huh. Do you know what the... Oh, speaking of which, that guy looks like Will Durst. Oh, no. She, she's, uh, her name is uh, Thea Vidal, and she had a short-lived sitcom called Thea, which was ranked by Nielsen 50 out of 75 shows. So she only had one year's run, 13 episodes. She sounds like she has our ratings. <laughs> are they, so what are they smelling? Uh, perfume. So he huh. has what he considers to be a dead-end job. He works at a perfume perfume company he really wants to be a scientist like his uh grandfather. great 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 grandfather suggested no, no, by uh, idea grandfather. oh my but what God. we find out is that his great grandfather was dr jekyll whoa and not only that harvey feinstein is actually a yellow transformer car <laughs> did you see that suit look at that he actually turns back into a car in about 15 minutes <laughs> well, he has a very 80s jacket on, even though it's the 90s. 95. This is like yeah. grunge fever right now. Every celebrity that was killed was killed by this point. All due respect. There's Steven Toblowski. Right. Now he, okay, sure, he's Ned Ryerson in uh, uh, Groundhog Day, but to us, he's Christian Mingle to our show. Do you remember he was yeah. the Christian Mingle? He also was the uh, sort of corporate boss, just like he is here. Well, we should mention, too, because we talked about him uh, and Christian Mingle. He uh, had his own podcast where he would give his Hollywood stories. Yep. And I don't know if you know this, the Poodle in this movie also had a podcast called Poodling oh. Around, where he would talk about working with Stephen Tabowski, pure professional. Uh, he said that Stephen Tabowski on the set was a good boy. 
So there you go. <laughs> well, you know, he also, um, uh, Stephen Tabalski, that's how you pronounce it. He was it. in Beethoven's Big Break, which was a straight-to-video 2008 run. Of course, it was not in the book, Hollywood Dogs That Drink. Oh, funny you mention that, that book. That came out much later. Much, much later. And that's, that is a great book. And, you know, it's funny. Yeah. I was thinking about that book because uh, have you seen the movie Crawl? Uh, I'm not With sure the alligator it came out this year? Oh, okay. That no. dog, Sugar, drank so much that mm-hmm. the alligators were told not to hang out with him unless they okay. wanted their face ripped off. I mean, that so was Let me pre- write that down. Yeah. Sugar from the movie Crawl. Crawl. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, movies dot free dot com. <laughs> no, we do not endorse this. Listen, hey, I know we're, we're talking over a movie, but the whole point of this show <laughs> is that YouTube is a conglomerate. YouTube is Google. YouTube is Alphabet. YouTube is ubiquitous. People can post these movies on YouTube and people can watch these movies on YouTube for free. Yeah. And yeah. it's legal because YouTube is making money somehow off of this or losing money yeah. using the support <laughs> of this post. So it's not it's not pure piracy because we have YouTube, we have Google buffering. If it's pure privacy, then Google needs to take this down. Absolutely. Exactly right. And it upsets me when I put on our podcast channel on YouTube yes. our show. And LWAF go, oh, 11 OIT channel. We got it from you. YouTube. Yeah, Dad. We got it from you. Okay. This is the moment in which he gets uh, his grand, great-grandfather's work. Now, he's, this is an original signed copy of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Now, he sees this photo, and he's what, like, what's this? And the grandma's like, like, that was one of his drinking buddies. But we know, as an audience, he's looking at the true Do- Mr. Hyde. What, look at his eyes. All right. Well... It'll do a close-up on his eyes now. He really looks like a mongrel. Oh, <laughs> that looks like your high school photo. <laughs> you know it is. Yeah, you're all like, don't, I don't have acne. I don't have acne. <laughs> Look braces, at my haircut. I'm so embarrassed. Braces are natural. Keep repeating your, after yourself. Uh, whatever you do, don't follow the recipe because something drastic will happen. You're right. You're right, Mike. That's exactly what she's saying right, right. now. Whatever you do, do not feed them after midnight. Your great Get them wet. Now, he is Dr. Jax. He still doesn't know. Really, they've changed their name from Dr. Jack from Jekyll uh, because of the embarrassment of the murders and the mystery. And, so, in this you know, movie universe, Dr. Jekyll, the book is based on a real event. Right. In this case. movie universe, they 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 maintain that they were pretending it was a fiction right. by hiding all of the Ooh, chromosome solitaire on the computer. Oh no, that's a uh, football. It's a football play. Oh, it's a football play. It's all <laughs> X's and one Y. <laughs> yeah, she's the cheerleader. <laughs> oh wow! Look at the okay, state so of the now, air graphic. Right. That I was just about to say. Yeah. In 1995, this is total. In, in, in 2019, you'd say, well, that could be on. It's passable. No, it total sure. fake computer. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's a Jim Henson puppet guy is like uh, holding the screen right now. 
completely fake. He's he's now putting two together. He was Doctor Jekyll. But my name is Doctor Jack. Cool. He sees the flaw in his grandfather's work because he's working with 1995 science and technology stuff his great great grandfather didn't right. have. He had 1895 or 1880. So he's going to figure out how to do it like stable in which you keep your brain. You know, you uh-huh. can sort of physically improve your. Which yeah. is not the point of the story. Well, that's the whole point. Is there's a screw up, and this woman appears. Ah, what a spoiler! Yeah, the trouble happens when he turns into a lady. Sean Young will show up. Sean Young was pregnant during this film, so look for that. Okay, so he shows up as a pregnant lady. That's weird. Only we know. Whoa, Jacob's Ladder. Successful. This is just not 1995. Look okay, at that. Whoa. Here we have what computer graphics did look like. It looks like a screensaver. It doesn't look like DNA to me. Yep. Uh-oh, it looks like a storm's a-brewing. Twin Towers are lit. They're only doing that, the director, to say, it's a mad scientist. It's oh. a miracle. <laughs> Igor. This director uh, did, like, Children of the Corn 2... Uh, oh, excellent! Son of Darkness. Uh, wow, any films that are not a sequel? He didn't do films you would know. He did Kids Passport to the World, Nightman TV series. I was on the but, set. Did I tell you I was a child actor on Children of the Corn too? Night- oh, really? Yeah, no, I remember that director. He here's what he gave the direction. He said, "Yeah, it's just like Children of the Corn one." <laughs> Go see Children of the Corn one, and you'll know what to do. <laughs> what your character's motivation is in Children of the Corn two. Now oh. the director is the son of a former Columbia Universal Universal Studio president and producer Frank Pierce, who did Ghostbusters and Gandhi and Tootsie and Out of Africa, and he's grandson to a television pioneer uh, named Roy Huggins who did Maverick, The Fugitive, 77 Sunset Strip. So this guy should have been great. Yeah. It but sounds like his father is like trapped generation. in a 19, uh, time vortex in 1983 and his great-grandfather, like everything that was made in 1983 his father wrote. It's pretty cool. Okay, so he now George, this is has George taken Bush. the... What? George Bush Sr., he has now taken the revi- the revised formula that didn't work, and he realizes he's late for his job interview with George Bush Sr. So he's run! To, and, of course, George Bush Sr. is very down on him for yeah. being tardy. And Oops. Oops. Coffee spill. Which, by the way, does not hurt at all. When you spill it on my yeah, shirt? Yeah, it was ice cold. <laughs> it was decaf. It was trying to get me out, right, girl? <laughs> That's the yeah, secret. I mean, pour out, keep you pouring used decaf. To do that, right? People would say more coffee, please, and you'd be like, "Oh, my night! I just want it over." So you'd sneak a decaf. <laughs> that was great. I don't even know why. What the logic was? At the end of like, was I a good man for doing that at the end of a <laughs> no, uh, wedding? No. Uh, you'd say, "Oh, sir, I'm sorry. That's the orange cap." Oh no, here the orange cap is caffeinated. Oh, oh. no, sir. Uh, it's the end of the night and the wedding's over, so we're just pouring all our caffeinated coffee in the orange. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, now he's, he's getting going lady vision. A change, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's has lady through. vision. 
a transformation in which he has lady vision. This was written by three men, by the way. Yes. Do you know... Uh, One of them being the director. This joke was also written by a man, me. The nice thing about Lady Vision, you're looking good. <laughs> now look how stereo... This is... Why would... Okay, the hair going away makes sense, but the nails getting longer, that's... Uh, you know, that's our culture. That's uh, not look at that. His wiener went, went away. Yep. That's right. He deflated the pee-pee. Well, maybe this is like... Uh the easiest way to change I guess it's just but like he transforms to have long hair hey That's you know a cultural what? thing Carl it's this not... is oh there's a hair right this is Rick Baker's finest work I don't want to hear you complain about it who is Rick Baker he was the uh, famous movie uh, makeup artist between uh, American oh. Werewolf in London and uh, films of that I nature I guess I should have written down who did the uh, special effects and... it was Tony yeah, from across the street down. <laughs> He's still He's living good. off of that. Do you know who I am? I'm Tony from down the street. Wow. Here we are pulling up in New York City. Get your hot dog right on the corner. So now, it kind of doesn't make sense. Look how he runs. He runs like that's a Wait a minute, he runs like a girl. Thing. I guess that's another thing, yeah. But again, it's cultural. It's not physical. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Yeah. The worst okay, part. Now, you see he's being recorded by the laboratory's camera. That will be important later. Which explains why we had to look at the security camera version of that scene. Oh! Boobs inflating. This film has gone from a PG to look at those boobies. Now, he transforms. It takes about 15 minutes. He gets the boobs in the middle. So in the future, he'll quickly jerk off. What? Yeah, to his own image. Huh? Just kidding. Oh, thank God. Oh, there's the piv. Oh, oh sorry. Now, hey, Carl, I'm back. It's me, the piv. You know, yeah, I was yeah, on this, this set. Was, I was working with Tim Daly, but I walked in there, and uh, this beautiful lady was showering. And I said, hey, score one for piving. <laughs> I was so pissed when they filmed this because they just had me pretend to be looking and they cut away to... Oh, absolutely. I didn't get to really see. And there's more Vaseline on the camera. Looks like Piven's got women's vision. Yeah, he's got lady vision right now. <laughs> Piven, stop looking at me. It's me, Tim Daly from Wings. She, go, she goes, I'm going to... Are you going to stare at me, or are you going to get me that towel? And Jeremy Piven goes, "I'm going to stare at you." <laughs> <laughs> so now we're we're total we're 100 percent Sean Young now. We're we're zero percent Tim Daly. It's a it's one of the only funny lines in this whole movie. I know he's we like, saw it in the trailer last week. Are you going to stare at me or give me that towel? And he's like, "I'm going to stare at you." Now this may be a silly question, but um, who are you? I'm um. I'm playing the movie. Um, like, she sees a Mount St. Helens eruption. Hide. I'm Dr. Jack's new assistant. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, where's Richard? Richard went home. He worked all night and needed some sleep. All right. So that's cool. They have a nice shower in the lab. That's the yeah. favorite. My favorite part is the shower in the lab. And, and, and he's like, "Why? Where are your clothes?" And she goes, "I spilled coffee on them." 
she's making all these excuses. So he could, the Piv could leave him, leave her alone. Now she, he comes on to her, and so she hits his balls. Ah, like usual. Well, if you're a guy and you turn into a woman, that's the first thing you do. Oh, right in the Piv. Oh, hey, it's me Piven again. I did not like this scene, Carl. <laughs> not my favorite scene. I did it for the comedy. Now, here is Harvey Keitel, yes. and Harvey Keitel is totally gay uh-huh. in this film, but there's something about this woman, and we're going to get our next funny joke when he calls his shrink. Maybe he'll turn the sound off. I got the sound right now. Oh, because this is a man, he's attracted to her? He's, a ma- he's attracted to this woman, and he's going to call his shrink and we'll get our funny joke. And you're right, Michael. The payoff at the end is... It's really a man, so he's like, oh, thank God, I'm still gay. Anyway, thank you for your time. I'll be in touch. All right, well, if I had a... Oh, hey, you know what I brought on the, on the studio? The problematic horn. Instead of discussing anything in depth about gender and uh, identity, I'm just going to honk the horn. So when he put... When oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. I mean, I start liking girls. That's malpractice. That's malpractice. All right, that was it. Oh, we more Transformers. We whole line, but it, it, it did hit well. Uh, so that, now she's sort of realizing that... The dress is blue, not yellow. The, Go ahead. Now she's sort of realizing that she's on the cusp of something. I mean, she's already in a company, and she sees how she could sort of get herself to the top, and she's going to take advantage of her femininity and look good. I mean, the first two men she's ever met were totally gaga for her. Right. And her American Express card still works, regardless of gender. Yeah, the thing is, she never gets caught for spending on his card. Ooh, they did that movie shopping spree trick where you know she's on a shopping spree when she hits the camera with the bag. Like, oh, I got so many bags, I'm walking right over there. Oh, these are like Virgo and like fake credit cards. Armenian Express... Master no, Mastercard. Mastercard. Mastercard, but... But it didn't say Mastercard. It was like Master C-R-A-D or something like that. K-R-A-D. It was? I think all of them had fake names. Like, they couldn't, like, just do it. Which is a shame, because I wrote down the numbers. Movie. Do you remember Ned Ryerson in the... Groundhog? Ned Ryerson in, in Groundhog Day goes, wow! Right? I think about that every day. He'll do that in this film. Oh, yeah. He seems younger in this movie. Is that weird? Well, it's prior to Groundhog Day. Wait a uh, minute. He was in Memento, right? That, But that was like 2000. Was. Let's see. So he was older by that point. He looks like a little baby-faced Stephen Toblerone. Ski. For some reason, I didn't write down Memento. I just wrote down Beethoven's Big Break because I knew you'd be into it. And oh. Alan Smithy film, Burn Hollywood Burn. Interesting, which I've seen in the theater. Ah, uh-huh. 98. Yeah. I told you about that movie. It's, uh, it's a parody. It's about a movie director. It's Eric Idle, and he has the name Alan Smithy with two E's at the end. And traditionally, that's the name you use if you are a director and you want to remove your name from the finished product. You say directed by Alan Smithy because you're embarrassed by it. You want to literally take your name off of it. So Alan Smithy, the real director in this movie, 
makes a movie called Trio with uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Jackie Chan, and Sylvester Stallone, and it's such a bomb. He wants to remove his name off of it, but what name would they replace it with but Alan Smithy? Yeah. And that's the movie. Now, she is smart, unlike Dr. Jax, and so she just gave the nicest dress to his secretary, and now she's going to be nice. Oh. And she's now meeting the fiancé. Uh, this is Lizette Anthony, uh, Jack's devoted girlfriend. She is a big uh, woman in um, – she's a big actress in England. Ooh. But she will go on to marry the director, David Price. They met during this film. Oh, that's right. cute. So she plays a fiancé, then she becomes a fiancé. Oh, that's true. And then now, she – Now, her father was from Jersey. Oh, all right, so we like her. But not but not New Jersey, the English Jersey. Oh, I thought you said, but Southern Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but Southern Jersey. <laughs> she was in Husband and Wives in 1992. Her real fame is BBC and England. That's, you know, soap That's... operas. And she was, she's all about England. All right, sounds cool. And that's cute, so, she met. Sean Young is like, you know what you should do? You should move out. Let him know you're serious. If he loves you, he'll give you a date for the marriage, and he'll start paying attention to you. So she's like messing up Jack's life, um, Dr. Jack's life, while he's but hiding is he, inside he, of her. But is it different from Jack on Hyde? I mean, he can control when he's Hyde, right? Or no? Nope. Right now, you see she's uncontrollably turning back into Dr. Jack. Oh my God, she turns Trade to the World Power. Trade Center. Yeah. It's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. It's hard to look at. Damn you with that shot. Oh, look at that. He's got a double bed. Now she will wake, he will wake up to find out. He won't have any memory of what she does. We need he a preferred pronoun. wake up to find out that, what? We need a preferred pronoun. Should ask Jack what he prefers or she prefers. I'm not doing that. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, they. Yeah, you, we'll say they. Well, no, it's 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 the discretion of the of Jack. It was way too early. It's it's 1995. There was none. It's of ahead that. of its time. This movie. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> oh, look! You can see <laughs> the producer jumping from the building. <laughs> right, Alan Smithy jumping. Uh, now oh, she's sweet as sugar. I work for you, remember? And oh, by the way, I'm so sorry to hear about you and Sarah, but she gave me this message for you. Me and Sarah? I and know. how on earth did you ever know my dress size? <laughs> so he doesn't, he doesn't recall any of it? Nope. Interesting. Let the comedy yeah. begin. No wonder the piccolos were playing in the background. <laughs> it's comedy, baby. You gone, sugar dumpling, gone, baby. Oh. They got the full orchestra playing on that. Now he, um, she, as though she she didn't really become successful on TV as a comedian, she spun it into she she was on WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment Show, and she played the mother on, on of one of the wrestlers who That's wasn't crazy. doing well. So she's a known, she had her own sitcom and she's a known actor. And then she starts playing the uh, mom on uh, 
Well, she was a hardly known actress. I mean, she didn't do well. Uh, Uh, She got her start with uh, Rodney Dangerfield's, like, comedy special in which there was, like, Sam Kinison and Tim Allen and Jeff Foxworthy. But she didn't go on like them. I might have had that tape. I had a bunch of those Rodney tapes. It's very funny because she, like, she, like, pep talks her her son. No, you you are a... You are a Benjamin. That was the last name. You get out there, sugar, and you give him hell, and then he'd go out and win the round. Oh, because of his mom. Role. Yeah. Thelma the Dale. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. And this computer... You had Rodney Dangerfield's... It was HBO specials, 1989. Yeah, I had a I had a box set of the DVD. It was like his HBO specials, like those from from H, and then his ABC specials. Like Rodney did three specials where it was like the Rodney Variety Hour, and uh-huh. one of them was like the cast and crew were dancing to rapping Rodney. Like they had these like it was really that was good. <laughs> You know, they had the construction worker, they had a set, an outdoor set, and like they had, you know, people walking down in their Sunday finest. What's the matter, Rodney? Oh, I get no respect. He <laughs> had the boom box. And oh, yeah, yeah, the boom box. Rapping Rodney. You know, you know my doctor, Dr. Vinny Booba. I love how that's like, <laughs> anytime he does a joke about this doctor, he always prefaces it with, you know, my doctor. Yes, I'm a biggest fan of yours. Of course, I know your doctor. I know that you always introduced that. Like, what a hiccup! Oh, now, I, they only yeah, they, they spent eight million dollars on this and only made just under three million. So it must have been embarrassing. Yeah. Well, nine hundred thousand of which was opening weekend. They blamed it on Dr. Jekyll and Hyatism because when they showed up, everyone was gone by that point. They're like, oh, my God. They changed. They're invisible. <laughs> They're hiding. Hide. They're hiding. At the will reading, uh, his cousin, the guy right there, got all sorts of money and the condo in New York and stuff. And so he's wow. a stuck-up snob. And uh, um, she has moved in with him for a short time. Uh, her cousin. name's Sarah Carver. All right. So his fiance is, and then he, she dumps him for the director. That's pretty meta. She doesn't. No, in the movie breaks the fourth wall. Universe. She did never dumps them. Uh, uh, in the Miss Hideverse world. Yeah. She marries uh, the director, which is nuts. That guy looked like. To Rob uh, Lowe, right? I mean, he does. He does. Um, no, no. Maybe he looks more like that Corey guy. Corey uh, Felmanheim? Uh, Haim, right? Maybe. Haim? I see it in his jaw. I see it in his eyes. Uh, um, his tattoo, I, I heard Corey. Credits, but they were very unimpressive, and so I didn't even include them. Well, how many more characters are we going to get introduced? I think they set it all up. Yeah, we've seen it all and usually do in the first 10 minutes of a movie. But sometimes, a lot of times in Act 2, you get these B characters that support the main character's uh, change. And we don't see that in this film. 
No, I was thinking about our movie that we're going to make together, National Lampoon's Open Micers. Open Micers, yeah, looking forward to that. So here's the, it'll, we'll set up the premise that it's the open mic uh, circuit, and we'll show <laughs> we'll show the trials and tribulations. But you have to promise me, 25 minutes in the movie, we lo- we skip this dimension, and we go into inner space, and the rest of the movie has nothing to do with stand-up comedy. <laughs> No, this no, is my premise. Right. So that at the end of Act yeah. 1, we vanish from this universe. Oh, my goodness. And we're stuck Mike, in inner not space. A movie. No, it, you can't. <laughs> we'll consider it, but... Okay, let's, let let us continue, we'll consider it. So it'll be like, we're okay. doing the open mics, all the open mic politics. We're your next comic. He's a good writer. Please give it up for Carl. He's a legend. He's a legend and a staple. He's a staple and legend. Give it up for Carl. <laughs> And then he's a legend at Staples. He's been working there ten years. Yeah, he's been stapling for ten years at Kinko's. We at Kinko's doesn't exist, but this guy's still around. And then we Put go in hands together. And then next thing you know, we're like, "Whoops, where are we? We're in a completely different universe." Now, what's about to happen is what happens continuously throughout this film. He's in some situation in which he's finally pulling it together, but he starts to change. Now, is this a question about the how comfortable he is with his gender? No. no. Look at look at what's happening to his nails. He I knows know it's going happening girly in the nails. middle of this successful date. But listen, guys could have lead press on nails. It's not a big deal. Not not in today's day and age. It's fine. Oh, hey, Mike Dewsbury called. He wants his vest back. <laughs> <laughs> Art Spiegel with the original. What was that? Zonker, Zonker. Oh, Zonker. Yeah, Zonker Harris. And then Zonker has another, like a young version, a zipper, is his, is his cousin or something. His right. Nephew. You're scaring me. She's got this accent. Maybe we should hear it. Okay. You're scaring me. When you have disordered the... Wait, Sarah. Now you see the Facebook thing. 95 technology. It's a hand puppet. You can see the puppeteer behind Tim Daly, like playing with his te- boobies. Now, as we said, he was at the height of his wingspan. That's how he got this. Uh, but he also had a voice role as Clark Kent, Superman, in Superman the Animated Series. Nice. And he was on The Sopranos on this uh, recurring role, this oh. drug addicted screenwriter. Yeah, I remember that. But Tim Daly, we know him because of uh, Animal House? No. Uh, no. Simon Simon? No. No, we know Tim Daly from Wings. I mean, I do. You look up his credits and he doesn't have anything. It says, brother of Tyne Daly. See, Tyne Daly. <laughs> In fairness to Tim Daly, that was not the lead of his like IMDb and his Wikipedia it was not the lead. I had to scroll down and go, oh, holy shit. <laughs> well, I'm sure, like, he must be in, like, TNT, The Librarians, or, like, Suits. It's a brand new suit, season 15, stars Tim Daly, Tyne's yeah, brother. Yeah, a lot of stuff I didn't write down because it was non-mentionable. You're right. He did have little stuff. Was he in the Brady um, Bunch sequel? A Brady Bunch movie sequel? Do you remember no. that? Not according to no. my research. All right. And no, according think of... to my research, he never soaked off of Time Daily. He never let it be known that that's who he was. 
he did get on wings on his own. Did he? He was like, "Come on, sis, let me meet Dirty Harry. You were his partner. Come on. What's it like working with Cagney? Or or the other one, Casey." Now we missed the third funniest joke in this. Oh, when Piven said Jeremy that? Piven was pretending he was spying on her, and then he had to pretend like he wasn't. Did you see him in the hallway? Oh like, yeah, almost lose his balance. Yeah, that was Jesus, can you see the, the hair piece he's wearing? Even David Spade's like, that's too much. Look at that. It's <laughs> just like he's interesting. Like him and John Favreau when they were youngums, when they were like in their twenties. They yeah. have this like look of youth that we all might have had in a photograph, but we, when we get older, we'll never replicate it, right? They all grew up to be mature men, and you know, yeah. Alec Baldwin looks different than young Alec Baldwin, yeah. and young Jeremy Piven, and young John Favreau. They all look totally different now, and we accept it because that's the way people grow, but <sighs> Piv. Well, he totally was. I mean, you know, this entourage was not his launch. I mean, he was a young person. He was in Say Anything. Yeah. He was in Grifters. Well, the story, the, was, those two movies have John Cusack. They both knew each other in Chicago. Piven's family, I, I know a lot about Piven before I channel him, uh, had an acting school in Chicago. Uh-huh. And I think seven of the nine uh, uh, Cusack siblings went there. It was John, Joan, and... And the rest. Well, you're right. Say anything in Grifters, but he was also in uh, Gross Point Gross Blank. Point Blank, yeah, with with, with uh, Cusack. And um, One Crazy Summer with uh, right. uh, Cusack. The pretend sequel. And, oh, yeah. And they did an Elvis bit. They, they shot a uh, video about Elvis for the Rhino Records video, Elvis Not Dead. I don't know if you remember that from the 80s. No, 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 no. It was an original VHS uh, movie about Elvis is not dead. You know how like in the 80s that was like a big thing. Right. It did go around. And the, what's ironic is then Elvis did die in 1989. And not 77. You know. No, he died in 1989 and people stopped having sightings of him. It makes sense. Well, the story went is that in 1977, people thought he died in the toilet, and Elvis said, "Listen, right. if people thought I, if that was the case, I would have been dead long ago. You just don't know what it's like <laughs> on the toilet." I was pooping all yeah. the time. If it, if it looks hurt. like I'm dead after a poop, then I died years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, he was the first time I ever noticed him was 1996 in that movie. Larger than life with Bill Murray. Oh, he, he was, was great in that. Yeah, with the with the elephant. Yeah. Right. He was in singles uh, with um, what's her name Fonda. Yeah, and, Bridget. Uh, so he definitely had his youthful time, like you were talking about. And Entourage did not make him. He was already established. And he successful. was he was in Entourage at that point. <clears throat> no, it was two thousand eight. I think he was in Entourage or four. I forget. He was in old school 2003, and that was prior to Entourage. Right. So. Oh, see. Okay, been... so now. What uh, the we fuck? We might want to listen because he's going to do the. When I just. Oh, I could be so much closer to you then. Sweetheart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's taking Sweetheart. Come on, do it. Procedures. 
Okay, so here, look how smart she is. Uh, no, no. She starts backing off, no. and he's like, I can overrule those procedures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, do it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Do Who invited the organist? Right. What else I've always dreamed of? There we go. We did it. We did it. Yeah. All right. I'm good. I can turn off this fucking music. Yeah. Really. The only way I can so get sex. So guess what's with... gonna happen now? She's gonna. He's gonna change. So uh, the question is that he doesn't know that he's doing this right now. Oh, boobies shrinking. Wow. We're yeah. watching this on YouTube. Insane. He's like, damn it. Oh, CGI this. No, that was not CGI. You're right. That, that was, was not CGI? A, it was no, that was a, clay animation? Right, it was inflatables that were deflating. And this is getting pulled back behind her back. It was stop motion animation. No, no. <laughs> oh, look at him. He's, look at these. Oh, he does that Mr. Monkey line. Because <laughs> it, it it's weird that like he's now a lady and he's like, well, I'll just use sex and seduce this guy, or you know. Well, is... she wants to get to the top, uh, so she's sort of sleeping her way to the top. Yeah, strange, but that's not in his. Like he doesn't as a guy say, "I'm going to sleep my way to the top." No, Although now's his opportunity. Like... What there's what we missed. He, Tim Daly keeps keeps on saying like this is all the evil. Like uh, Doctor Hyde was, Mister Hyde was the evil, and so she is being evil. Well, gotcha. And that's so what... we are going to get our fourth actually funny. Scene coming up. Okay, I got the audio up. That's my cue. Oh no, it's it's not yet at all. Okay, good. Thank be God. A woman who sees his schlong, and she gets all hot. Uh, I'll let you know when it comes. Okay, good. But in the meanwhile, enjoy the Russian circus music. <laughs> hey, dancing bear! Dancing bear! Yeah, he's uh, on a ball, right? He's walking on a ball. Well, oh, he's gonna go outside, huh? Hey, yeah, in New he's York. Going out the roof, and he'll he'll lower himself by a woman, and she'll see his junk and make the funniest face. All right, we'll get ready for that. Hey, we stop you know, walking never, on the eve. I'm trying to sleep. I would never do that. I would never. Oh, you never. No matter what trouble I was in. You would not I climb would out like, the window. Shoot me. They yeah. don't, the windows don't open in big cities like that anymore. You see how there's a monkey? Yeah. He's gonna have his junk right by the. All right, I'm 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 still having the sound play so we could do the junk scene. Now, there you go. Well, you don't need the sound. She goes. I watch your face. <laughs> <laughs> they had to oh, add yeah, a sound effect. Nothing. Oh yeah, he's fine. Bear ass in Central Park. Sorry, oh, fellas, I fell off a three-story brown stone. You know, New York City. She's like, come back. <laughs> hey, there we go, New York City. Da -da 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 -da. 
Unfortunately, it's not cool like some of the movies you pick in which it's like 70s or something. 95, it just doesn't really look old enough to be, oh, that's what the city looked like. I mean, the buses look the same. The well, I mean, it's always a shorthand. They have to have an exterior shot set up where they are, and they have like a little, mm -hmm. you know, that was a little New York funk. That everyone's walking, and there's a bus going by. And then he's you're now learning that he will now be reporting to Helen. He's been demoted. Oh, what happened to Piven? Wait, wait, wait. There's what happened to Are Piven. Are you sure that she did this? What? I left her alone with the bottle. Yeah, but it's an experimental fragrance. Maybe you put something in the solution. Five years of applied lab scientists. I think I know what I'm putting into a sample, okay? That, you're thinking with your little head. Think with your big head, please, all right? She's a freaking psychopath, and she'll get rid of anyone that gets in her way. Yeah. You see, yeah. Um, uh, Ned Ryerson was like, there are no vacancies right now. So she tries to go make one by killing that guy by putting explosives in his... Uh, his experimental I, beaker? I don't remember us seeing that scene, but I've seen this movie three times. This is my fourth, and he did really? blow up. I don't know why we missed it. I don't know why you saw this movie three times. Uh, it's my job. Now, yeah, well, you you watch like I don't really watch these movies. Not that I I, I do. No, your role yes, is okay. to be the audience. Be you audience. Look these movies up in your history. Yes, you've always wanted to see them, but I always wanted to see Doctor Jekyll and Miss Hyde, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I went to see uh, Air Bud or some shit like that at the time. Cool but, Runnings. So that's the the shtick. At this time, you always wanted to see these movies you never could, but now you can, so you're watching they're on for YouTube. the first time. Yeah. And I'm guiding you. Yes. Uh, as, well, as long as you can tolerate it. Sometimes you'll be like, no more plot! But <laughs> No, I'm engaged in this movie. I, I, I mean, all we have is fucking 40 more minutes. Now nah, we're fine. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, look at this. All okay, right. what he's doing now is a call is, girl. I mean, a cam girl. He is, he is going to record himself uh -huh. so that the transform. He got naked so that you can see the transformation easy, more easily. And he's locking himself up so that when she, when it becomes her, she can't get out and wreak havoc with his life. But now the fiance and uh, fucking Rob Lowe are here. Rob Lowe yeah. from Wayne's World. That's who that guy is. I knew I recognized him. He, look how he looks like Corey, though. You don't see Corey in his I see Corey Feldman. I see Corey Feldman, and that's one of Corey Feldman's angels. I could Richard. explain. What, 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 what? Richard, what are you doing? <laughs> it happens every time. He's caught. Yeah. You can't like this. Oh, this is not what seems I can like. explain, I can explain this. <laughs> well, here's what happened. I was bringing in a... I worked for undercover in the bed vice department, and I cuffed a, a, a perp bed. And then, uh, well, next thing you know, uh, who whose lingerie is this? Yeah, that's right. He's, you know, and he, it's like you're caught again. Uh, there's other guys like told you. Yep. Now there was a film in 1971. Uh, it was Hammer. You know, we just saw a Hammer film last time. Yes, horror Hammer movies. 
Yes, it was called Dr. Jekyll and Sister Hyde, which I didn't check out. But apparently this is like a spiritual successor. The same sort of theme was He was, turned uh, it, he turned Oh, a little toe fetish uh, porn for you. It's not a fetish, it's the key. Oh, 57. Is that Grand, uh, Grand Central Station? Building. No, Pan Am. Let's say this movie's old, but they actually flew Pan Am. Yeah, that's right. And my second Pan Am. The, um, this was nominated for three Razzie Awards. I know you love the Razzies. I'm a it member of the win. Razzies. I haven't voted in 10 years, but I am a member. That's great. You really should vote just so you can say you did every year. If it uh, helps you know, our, you're a proud uh, member. If it helps our subscription numbers, then yes. So it was nominated for Worst Actress, and that was Sean Young. Uh, worst Remake or Sequel, which doesn't make sense to me. It's neither of those things. It's suggested. And Worst Screen Couple. Check this out, Mike. The Worst Screen Couple was Daly and Young, but they're not a couple. They're not even in the same scenes together. Well, that's the Razzies for you. They're making a joke. They're saying that Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, or Ms. Hyde, that's the worst I couple. I it's their, gotcha. Yeah. So now what we see is the two men lusting after her, and they're sort of competing with each other. So he's like, this is very much like Dr. Jax's earlier formula. Then he puts, she puts her foot in his crotch, and she's, <sighs> he's like, but better. Oh, she's got that classic uh, Blade Runner hair. Yeah, she's a replicant. She is a replicant. Uh, I see, you could tell that's what replicants do. She's a skin job. <laughs> but better. So now she'll go to Ned Ryerson and put her foot in his crotch when uh -huh. he says, we can't just take this straight to marketing, but we should. This one time, we should. Wow, this is, you know, their expose on the uh, cologne uh, perfume industry is a little too on the nose. <laughs> I have to say that I'm not a fan of Harvey Firestein, but really? so what? He is great in this film. He's so funny in this film. He does, he just plays his character to a T. See those smiles and knowing looks? He's, right. He's doing his job. He's doing his job. So you don't think he was funny in Mustafa Fire? You don't think he was funny in The Birdcage? You don't think he was funny uh, in the Torch Song trilogy? No, I think that I, I Torch Song trilogy was good. It had a young Matthew Broderick. You know, it had Tony Awards, and but I'm not that I dislike him. I'm just saying I'm not really a fan. Like when you see him in The Birdcage. He's Wait, doing Torch exactly Song the role you would expect Harvey was Matthew Matthew Broderick was in uh, Neil Simon's uh, the producer no yeah the producers but in the eighties he was in I don't know if he was in Torch Song trilogy I thought we said that was Harvey Feinstein playing the lead. Uh, he was in Torch Song trilogy uh, the, the 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 play the, oh I got gotcha. you film all right I understand what I'm just trying to say is like when you see him in La Caja Fall. Yeah, like Haja doing exactly the role you think Harvey Firestein should do. You know what I mean? He wasn't. He was just being himself. That's. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not liking him. It's just in this film, he really shines. All right. Well, there you go. So you like this movie? Thanks, guys, for watching the show. Uh, Carl <laughs> likes his movie next week. No, I did not like this movie, but I did. <laughs> You've like... seen it three and a half times. 
<laughs> and a half, right? Yeah. Um, Steven Toblowski was great in this film, and Harvey Firestein was great in this film. Says Carl, and, yeah, uh, Starlet, Newark Star Ledger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Piven was okay in this film. He did his job, too. Piven's terrible in this movie. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it's me, Piven. I disagree. I was terrific. Anyway, hey, it's Mike back. I'm sorry. I channeled Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Like, for a moment. Piven has a, has a reputation as a womanizer, and in this movie, he plays a womanizer, right? I mean, everything he is... He does. He does, and he's going to get his for doing that, uh, by the way. That scene's coming up. What's your favorite Piven movie from the 90s? I would say PCU. I don't have a favorite Piven movie. I'm not a... I, again, Point I Blank? don't like pick Jeremy Piven. I just, I don't, I didn't... The famous, I don't know. The famous story I heard is that Piven was in a Los Angeles restaurant and he left his waitress as a tip a DVD box set of Entourage. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> That's the famous story I heard. And also that he was a bit of a jerk. Okay, so there was this movie um, with... Um, uh, who was it we saw in that Twitter blow-up film? Uh, the guy who chooses weird movie roles. Uh, he's He's... Cage, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He was in a Nicolas Cage film in which Nicolas Cage was like going to marry this girl, but he decided not to, became a successful Wall Street guy, and it like rewound in time. Jeremy Piven was very good in that film. Is that Peggy Sue got married? No, it was... Um, Paycheck. No, that's no, Ben Affleck. it was Next. a... Next. A sna this is just a glimpse of was a movie where called you Next? would have been. Well, anyway, I've seen Jeremy Piven being very good. Okay, so what's happened here is Sean Young recorded this thing saying, stop fucking with me, Dr. Jax. I'm in charge, and I'm going to ruin your life. So just lay back and let me do my job. I'm doing the best thing for both of us, getting us ahead in this company. So now he realizes he can get rid of her uh, by changing I don't know, it's like an X chromosome and a Y chromosome. He can balance it out and give her a shot uh, that makes that part of her go away. He, like, he can undo the formula, he's realizing. Just like the original Dr. Jekyll. I'm a Jekyll, you know, I read you're that a Jekyll. Book. Yeah. I read that book in high school. It wasn't assigned to me or anything. I just, I read that. I read Frankenstein. I read, um, like, I read a bunch of classics that I figured, I just should know these. I do not remember Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Read a lot of Charles Dickens in those days. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I know him because uh, I'm a big comic book reader, and Alan uh, Moore used uh, Jekyll and Hyde in his uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen series. Oh, right. That Could, big, big, uh, yeah, yeah, brute. Yeah, right. Now, was, this woman here, she is uh, Polly Bergen, and she... She died in 2014. She won an Emmy in 58. Um, she, she won a Tony Award in 2001. But she was in Cape Fear in 62. Oh, how um, cool. She was in The Sopranos as a recurring character. She actually, she's uh, holding the poodle right now. And, and on the second podcast of Poodling Around, the Poodle and uh, her talk about her career. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, the, basically the, the, <laughs> the poodle thought that she was a good girl. <laughs> she was in Desperate Housewives. She had her career. 
And she was in this piece of shit. She loves the perfume. Well, there you go. It's a success. Win-win. Now, I, we missed another funny, funny, oh, damn funny it. line. Yeah, I'm sorry. We just we have talked, to rewind you know. it. Can you reenact it? Do you it, want me to help you? Yeah, okay. So uh, she's like, you're bringing me this um, perfume, and neither Dr. Jax nor Helen Hyde are here to support it. Helen I'm out Hyde. of here. And then Ned Ryerson goes, you will sit! <laughs> you know, because she's the big bully the whole time. Like, he knows the perfume's going to kill. So he stands up and puts his hands out and goes, you will sit! You know, and she's like, oh, it's just down. <laughs> now, this is really good. Harvey right. Firestein gets slick, looks her up, and says, there's no social security number, you've got no driver's license. Huh. And Sean Young is like, I'm going to have to sleep with this guy. Yes, so I listen, but... he does a good job. But there's one thing. Oh, are they? They're in a weird like. Go ahead, listen. All right. Social security number, no driver's license. It's strange, isn't it? <laughs> it is. He's pretending, you know. Oh boy. You're not interested in listening. She turns oh. it around now. She's like, it could prove to be quite hey, a new experience for you, don't you think? You're a very but smart young man. Be our little secret. You nasty little boy. Uh huh. I'll meet you at your place later. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's enough. All right, thank you. Now we have our sixth funniest joke coming up right All now, right. right now. All right, geez. Turn up. The kisses and the Romeo and Juliet scene. Well, that certainly was different. <laughs> okay, so he's always been gay, and now he's like, I mean, look at the pillows, you know? It's... Yeah. Okay, so that was our sixth funny joke in this not funny film. But I don't understand. Like, if why wouldn't he just want to? Oh, so it's the alter ego. So he doesn't know that she's doing this. It isn't like he was going to sleep with Harvey uh, Farsi and then turn into a woman and then said, I'm still going to execute this plan. Not at all. They're not in cahoots at all. They have no memory of them. And right now she's saying, by the way, uh, you slept with uh, Mr. Dubois and you slept with Oliver Mintz. You know, you slept with Harvey. He's letting her know who. Right. Just for your information, I'm in charge here. There we go. Dear Penthouse Forum. Now, um, Stephen Toblowski was one of in one of your favorite films, Freddy yeah. Got Fingered. Oh, yes. How can I forget? <laughs> you love that film. I hate that film. And he was also in a film that you might not have seen, but you'll appreciate, National Lampoon's Totally Baked. Totally Baked, it's called? A, a Potumentary. Oh. Uh, stop it, Carl. I'm only one man. <laughs> I, I could laugh for only so long. All right, he there was you... in Thelma and Louise, he was in Basic Instinct, he was in Hero, he was in Spaceballs. He's, he's, he's been around. We just know him as Ned Ryerson for some reason. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and Christian Mingle. Oh, look, he's okay. gone memento. Speaking of right, Stephen he's got his Right, he's gone memento. He's got his big plot now. He's going to turn into her naked, and he's going to ex- expose her like I slept with Mintz. I slept with Dubois, huh. but unfortunately, his calculations are off, and 
He okay. keeps waiting to change because they're coming. Oh, have you ever sat naked on your office desk and with your feet on your your desk like that? Your balls just dangle <laughs> off the office seat. It's amazing. He's trying to make the boobs pop out. Yeah, you just can't can't force it. Boing. Hello. Hello. Oh. I slept with Dubois. I slept with Mints. Well, he's fired. I've never seen a character crash and burn so quickly. Yeah. Why don't we go to my office? I have some brie. (laughs) (laughs) You see how his face right there, uh, Stephen Tabowski, he did his job in this movie. Yeah, they all did their job. They're all good character actors, and they all know how to... uh... Incorrect. No? Tim Daly did not do his job. He sucked. And Sean Young didn't do her job either. She just was sexy, sexy, sexy. Sean, this is a thankless role. You know what this movie reminds me of? Have you ever seen uh, Rob Snyder is the hot chick? And it was just yeah, Anna Ferris the whole entire movie. But it was like a Rob yeah. Snyder movie where a different comedic <laughs> actor takes over my role. Yeah. Like that. Talk right. about lazy acting. Yeah. The only funny part in that whole movie was when he was uh, turned back into Rob and he was on the pole. Oh, I don't even remember. Okay, Jeremy is going to get his now. Okay, let's... Uh... Jeremy calls up uh, Tim Daly and says, I got a way to get her and expose her. Meet me here at this time. But unfortunately for him, Sean Young um, gets the message. So Sean Young is pretending to be the sexy girl, and Jeremy cannot help himself. He's like, I'm back in the game, and he's going to go over there and like come on to her. And then he's going to get his for being a creeper. Here comes the cavalry, baby. All right. This is a this is a no-brainer for me, Carl. When I was on the set, I just kind of channeled myself, and away I went. Uh, you know, I think they're on the top of uh, Port Authority. Oh, really? It really looks like the top uh, parking garage of Port Authority. Yeah. Okay, so she takes the cables, right? The right. negative and positive, and he. Ooh, her. Oh, I hate Home when alone. that happens. <laughs> you gotta be very careful when you're a car mechanic not to do that. Otherwise, the car will heat up and your head would explode. Look how the thing pops in his face. That's all practical effects. They just threw a little stink bomb at Jeremy Piven. Correct. So he got his uh, his just rewards for being a creeper. So he's dead. Oh, he's just electrocuted to the point he's where he's not dead, and he'll come back in the final scene, going to out her. Does and he here sh- we have Corey is Feldman. S- is there still smoke coming out of him in the final scene where he shows up? Like he's still st- smoking. That's a great question. He is all torn up. <laughs> all right, that's fair enough. This is the kind of movie they would do that in. Right, the clothes are still disheveled, and he's got like humor dirt marks on him. Now, Time Daly is finally going to just show her the truth. He's had it. Oh, I want to hear this. Please. Nothing to say to you. Please, Sarah, just give me five minutes. I'm not giving you bloody anything. Now watch this punch in the nose. It's really good. But getting laid by your assistant over and over and over again in our bed. I despise you. Why don't you wait outside, miss? Oh. You don't understand, Sarah. (laughs) That's the kind of thing, like, 
in the movies, it's great. You do that in real life, and you're a shitheel. Oh, yeah. You can't talk. They won't listen to you because they're so freaked Absolutely. out. Because you, you just punched a guy. But it was just rhythm. Yeah. I say, hang on. I turn over. I punch the guy. And then I go, okay, but. Anyway. You ever have a fight in real life? Even when you win it, you feel like crap. You know, like in the movies, you deck a guy and you're all satisfied. Yay! He's trying to but make a point. Life, this guy comes it hurts in, your hand. he punches him in the face, and then he makes the point. In real life, you're going to make a point, you punch some guy in the face, and they don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you're the loser. Yeah, they don't want to listen to you. Oh, speaking of loser, he's going to cut your head. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. No, he's he's okay. doing it to, to draw blood, not to kill himself. Oh, I mean, this he's movie's not a, that bad. <laughs> you know. You have options. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Listen, there's going to be another season. There's going to be another season of wings next year. I promise you, season twelve is going to happen. I'm going to slit my wrist. This movie. People don't realize there was 43 seasons of wings. The show's only on for 11 years. <laughs> okay, so right now he realizes that there was footage at the lab. You know, the security cameras, right. and he can show the girlfriend, see, I'm transforming, see, help me inject Sean Young with this anti-hide formula when she turns into, you know, and let's save the day. Intriguing. So now he's sneaking in the middle of the night, uh, which is not realistic in Manhattan, to get, <laughs> uh, his, to get the footage. Oh, so he just went right to the office, the laboratory. Oh, yeah, there it is. Correct. Or is that Blockbuster? Oh, uh, surveillance <laughs> videos on that wall. Well, he's he must be in Blockbuster's uh, 1980s porn section where they didn't list all the movies. You just grab what you can? Well, that was the thing. Like, there was this big change from the late in the late 80s in which they just started showing the flesh of all the movies so you can pick which one you like. It used to be so secret and hush-hush. It would Wait, have no cover. Blockbuster never had porn on its, on its shelves. That's right. You're thinking of... Oh, uh, did I say Blockbuster? I mean video stores of the age. Yeah. Right in Watchung Plaza, you could go in the back and see all this. Well, I worked, at, I, worked to, to, I worked at a video mm-hmm. store in Montclair down uh, down on Bluefield Avenue and... and uh, we had an adult section, and that had like little beads, and uh, it had a uh, like a right. green sticker a on the box. Room. Yeah, this one guy. And he... you had to go up to the woman at the counter and and get your movie, and it's... you'd be like, "You think I'm a pig, right?" She goes, "Everybody's doing it. You're all pigs." Oh please! What a cash cow that shit is. Yeah, <laughs> four ninety five, please. Yeah, you must think I'm disgusting. It's four ninety five, please. <laughs> And then don't forget to return it, or there'll be a two ninety five charge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there was one guy who rented every single porn tape that was at the video store I worked at, and when he was finished watching every single porn tape, he started renting all the foreign films, <laughs> like all the all the most prestigious art house films you could think of. So I mean, that's good. He got it out of his system. Yeah. Right. Like you're watching three to four video porn tapes a night. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. You know, like with porn videos, you hardly ever had to rewind because you only got about three minutes into no, it. No, be kind, rewind. Here's your tape back. 
You didn't rewind. Believe me, it'll take you two seconds. Okay, so now she's seeing, and finally she's believing, and she will become his partner in trying to get Sean Young out of there. Interesting. She doesn't embrace Sean Young. It's him. Right? What? Doesn't the fiancé say, I accept Sean Young as you? No, not at all. Sean, Sean Young is the evil him who's manipulative and evil maniacal, him. trying to screw up Still his life, trying who... to screw away to the top. What's uh, that? Too soon, too soon, too soon. What, Brooklyn Bridge? It's no, the, 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 there you go. World oh, Trade the Center. Twin Towers. Yeah. Oh, too soon. It's too soon. It's been, what, 18 years? 19, 19 years. It's going to be 19. Too soon. Oh, I'm pretending to do science, drip, drip, drip. <laughs> The the secret is to make sure your hand with the beaker is above your head at an angle. Right. There you go. I mean, Breaking Bad had not yet come out. Right. That's the king of the, the theatrical science set. Yeah. Okay, hey. so now they're going to tie him up. And so when he becomes Sean Young, she yeah. can simply inject uh, Sean Young. It was so weird. Like growing up, you'd always hear these stories about Sean Young, and, and all the stories came from James Woods. You're like, oh, James Woods says that Sean Young was a crazy girlfriend, and it's like now that I'm older, I'm like, well, I don't think James Woods is, is an angel himself. You know, like considering no, he's the source. no angel. Yeah, that man is a genius, by the way, uh, but he's not a nice person at all. Yeah. So, like, uh, but these, um, yeah. But listen, make no mistake about it. Sean Young was a cuckoo clock. She absolutely was. She wanted to be Catwoman. And so I think you told me this story, but but I researched it too. She got into a costume, Catwoman costume and went down there like, no, you can't, you know. She used people at the studio yeah, scouting. And they had walkie-talkies. But I don't get um, it. Like the Christopher, Chris, uh, uh, Nicholas Cage has a story about him dressing up as Superman. And nobody thinks he's crazy. Well, I mean, okay, Tim Burton hid behind a desk to avoid seeing her. They knew her. Yeah. They cast her as Vicki Vale just so she'd shut up. And, and she was great as Vicki Vale. No, that was, uh, <laughs> what's her name? Kim Bossinger. She, she broke her collarbone during the filming of, of Batman, and she could no longer be Vicki Vale. So. Wait, Sean Young did? Yeah, she broke her collarbone. Yeah, how uh, break your collarbone? Yeah, that sounds horrible. But the thing is, breaking your collarbone is like the most broken bone. It's like no big deal. Oh, it's no big deal. Does Sean Young look pregnant? Let's look at her belly right there. Looks pretty flat to me. Well, (laughs) that's weird. I've got a bigger belly than that. Yeah, well, I mean, you can say that about most pregnant women, but that's not the... We're talking about... uh, I guess it must have been extremely early, like first month or something, but she is pregnant in this film. Well, then she shouldn't be shot up with needles. And I don't think she was married. Now, look, the injection didn't go all the way in, and a fire started. Almost immediately. if I die, Richard dies. Ah, the burning bed. The burning bed. How can we sleep when our beds are... She's not sleeping. No, she's just, you know, handcuffed to a laboratory, meth lab. 
meth lab fire, get uh, unlock the prostitutes. Not prostitutes. Meanwhile, there's no repercussions from the condo house fire at all. Well, this used to be the Triangle uh, f- uh, Factory, so it makes sense. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, a little that's bad, how it went up? Yeah, that's how it went Filming a movie? Yeah, that's the last time we shoot at this factory. All right, there you go. I had my tack list too Bow. soon. By the way, too soon. Right for in making... the nose, you see? Right yeah, in the nose. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, oh taxi. By the way, it was too soon for that Triangle Fire joke. Now she was in Blade Runner. We know her from that, but she was also the the wife of uh, uh, in of uh, in Wall Street. She's the wife of uh, of I forgot his name. Charlie Sheen. Greed is good. No, not Charlie Sheen. Oh, Greco. Greco. Gordon yeah. Gecko. Gecko. Gordon Gecko. This uh, is Sean Young. is fantastic. I, I'm a huge Sean Young fan, and I don't give a crap about anything personal about her. Just as much as I don't give a crap about yeah, Nicholas Cage. It's on personal. screen. She was in Dune. She was good in that. It's on screen. Yeah. Right. What you see. This is a little mishap, and I, I thought like she was funny in Ace Ventura, but it was just like yeah. such a thankless role, just the way the film treats her. But you know, it's well, uh, it was the character in the film. Yeah, I, but it was you know. Now Sean Young goes nice dress. Okay, this is the secretary, uh, the the psychiatrist. Let's listen. Okay. Oh, where is she? Oh, we missed it. We missed it. It's just more Harvey Firestone gold. I got it. Oh, there's the poodle. On the just poodling around uh, podcast, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. he he did talk to. Uh, uh, Tim Daly, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, you know they never. It, it was 15 minutes into the podcast before they even brought up this film. That was like nuts. <laughs> you were waiting. Yeah, it was all about their acting technique, and uh, usually, you know, like Tim Daly says, he has to know what the character would do once the movie ends. Like, uh, what would be his motivation if he had to cross the street and all that stuff? And the, the poodle was saying <laughs> he was like, you know, who's a good boy and. Uh, should he sit or roll over? It's, he was a good egg. Yeah. So this is the final scene. Now, they filmed an original final scene in which uh, Ms. Hyde here murders Jeremy Piven, Harvey Firestein, and Stephen Tobolsky, but it does. It did not uh, test well. Test? They had a test screen in this Jeremy movie? Piff- is he smoking? She is one crazy so They reshot bitch. it and they made this. He's, he's covered. Smoking, he's like he's, he's still disheveled. Like his face is well. He still has a scar. I mean, those, that's from the chemicals. He can't help that. Right. No, his, but his hair is from the electricity. Oh right, it's a little curly. So we just missed the seventh funny line. <laughs> he goes, Helen. He goes, Oh, hey Jeremy, here's my uh, wife, and uh, he goes that. He goes that bitch. He goes, well, she's still my wife. You know, he was talking about Helen. Oh, I got gotcha. That's a good joke. You're right. Now watch Helen's mustache begin yeah. to appear because she got a half injection. Just a bit of waxing. Oh, now never... this is the launch of Helen's perfume, like ovation or something. And so it's her big night and, uh-huh. and things are falling apart for her. Finally. Oh, she is. Her, her muffins. 
Yeah, she just Ta-da. knocked him in the head and he fell down. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> you see how he had to pretend he was okay? You know, he, I have he, to... He did his job. I guess he did his job in this film. It's not his fault. It was written... That's just the way Robert Louis Stevenson wrote back then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if you see her time clock, she knows when she... Oh, it's going to change back? Yeah, but she needs to inject her with the rest of it to make it permanent. Oh, I see. So the fiancé is going to go stick her needle in her. So there's like, come up here, Helen, and she's having trouble. Masculine things are happening to her, so she doesn't want to. The Poodle donates any money that he gets from the Just Poodling Around podcast to Glad to make up to, mm-hmm. for the, being in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. He said, listen, we're really embarrassed by this movie. Look at him. You see that actor? Yeah. He's a very famous... I don't... Do you know his face? God, I, I wasn't really... I have to rewind. Okay. I don't know what he was 116. doing in the film. He's not in the credits. He was just an extra. Well, all right, so I'm writing down 116. When this film actually ends, we'll go back and take a look. And we'll see who it is. Oh, there's a perfume ad. I love it. Oh, that's so 90s. It was, um, it was, there was a film in which he played the the autobiographic autobiographic writer for uh, Ty Cobb with with um, with the guy who was uh, the cop in The Fugitive. Um, Wait, the cop in The Fugitive was Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones. He plays Ty Cobb, uh-huh. old and retired. And this guy was his... Uh, Not his autobiographer, his biographer. Yeah, or his biographer. Yeah. And he... Okay, you know what? It's maybe not worth it to rewind. Okay, here comes the syringe. All right. But nothing rhymes with orange. Oh, syringe. Except for syringe. This movie is 90s, so she, it was heroin that they got injected by. It was Liquid Sky. It was Liquid Call Sky. Back. Call Me back. and my rhythm box. Aren't you jealous? <laughs> John Fonseca callback. <laughs> hey, John Fonseca hated Liquid Sky. Well, I mean, like we said during that podcast, Liquid Sky was a great attempt. Those guys really, they were really hard working. They really wanted to make something great. Yeah. And unfortunately, it. <laughs> And I believe they probably still think they did something great. That Israeli director and the uh, she went on to write book of the book. Uh, that guy, did is you see that, him? Yeah, is that uh, okay? I'm gonna play along. Is that Bob Roberts, Tim Robbins? I don't know his name. I just know his face. And why is he an extra in this? Deflating. This is not really like. Uh, my head Morph effect. Yeah, right. Yeah. From the producers of that. Fire scene's gonna be like, I am gay. That's so weird. Yeah, it's like mask. <laughs> See ya. Hallelujah. Thank God, I'm still gay. Eighth funniest joke, and we're done. Wow, eight funny jokes. That's pretty good. No, no more no? funny jokes. Yeah, it's two every fifteen minutes. Uh, one every fifteen minutes. So, so Jim Carrey would have been instead of like the mask 
special effects. Well, Jim Carrey would have made this film much better. He would have gone crazy. I can imagine. He would have been supported by these other great actors. Do you like All All of Me is a terrific movie with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin from about That guy, that guy, that guy right there. Oh, it's it's Arliss. Uh Uh-huh. Robert Wool. (laughs) Robert Wool. He's just an extra and he's not even listed in the credits. Well, he figured this movie's going to play on HBO every two, every two hours, and he said, ah, that's how our list used to be, for all right. time's sake. So now, we're go- let's hear this little speech. All right. In order to create the ultimate feminine fragrance, I had to get in touch with that part of myself. That is a woman. Stop touching me. <laughs> <laughs> this is a around. Dress like a woman. Feel like a woman. Live. As a woman. Because the truth is. There's a woman in all of us. He loved it. Harvey Fierstein loved it. Okay, so that was the big... Wait, uh, was that actor from uh, Twin Peaks? People I just know Sears? his face and know him in that one film. All right. I don't even know what Arliss is. I've heard of that. All right. Well, uh, we'll figure out. So that was a big speech. Piv's drinking. Yeah. And t- luckily, all three of these actors are not murdered. Yeah. This is I the better that- ending. It is a much better ending. No reason to get murdered. That guy, that guy. Oh, he even has a speaking role. Yeah, it's Robert Wall. Some comedies do that. Some comedies have, like, especially 90s comedies, like uh, Celtic Pride or something like that. They'll just have, like, Greg Kinnear show up in the middle of Blank Man. It's just like... It's another talking point. It's another hype for the film. Well, a lot of comedies do that, too. They got to get those faces in there. You know, you want to stock it up. It's like when Tom Arnold showed up in the bathroom in Austin Powers. We all know Tom Arnold. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hang in there, buddy. Yeah, you tell him who we number two is. Three weeks. He, he's getting his promotion now. See, what's supposed to happen in a film is he's offered a sure thing and he turns it down because he's changed, but not in this film. He's offered a sure thing and he freaking takes it. So wait a minute, the whole time he's like, what's he doing? He's playing with his nuts? He got the dress strap was stuck? I don't remember, even though I saw this so many times. Uh, oh, he's taking the underwear. Ah, uh, underwear, I do remember, yeah. Okay, so what's supposed to happen at the beginning of this thing, he goes, I'm wasting my time in a dead-end job. I need to be a scientist and focus on my girlfriend, my fiance." So what should have happened just then is he would have said, thank you, but I'm moving on with my life and focusing on my girlfriend. You see how it caught it in his mouth? I, know, I bet gross. you that poodle uh-huh. flicked it away. He was trained to flick it away and they did it backwards. Well, that was a very special poodling around when uh, they did that because he talks about the harassment he had to deal because he got typecast. Richard and Sarah are happily married and expecting a baby. Don't care if it's a girl or a boy as long as it's not both. Uh, Mintz left his wife and now lives with Dubot in the East Village. Uh, uh, 
just a girl you want. He took a 80% cut to teach chemistry at an old girls' college. He's, yeah. a, he's a creeper. He's and a Helen creeper. Hyde was never heard of from except for a few days a month when Richard gets really cranky. <laughs> oh, this film is like, well, maybe you don't hate us, but before we go, now you really fucking hate us. Robert Wool, there you go. Robert Wool's name up there. There he is. Wow, they are speeding up the credits like it's a TBS movie. Coming up next on TBS, it's American Dad Marathon. Do one. (laughs) Coming up next on the Pivot Marathon. Sunday afternoon with Pivot, PCU. Next. This is me, Jeremy Piven. I really like this movie. I don't care what the poodle said and poodling around. I thought it was a delightful film. Oh, I'm really speeding it up. <laughs> Just a girl. Girl you want. That's right. I forgot to mention. Uh, a cool Devo song is at the end of this film. Peekaboo was the album I was thinking about a couple weeks ago. The one that uh-huh. had uh, uh, your experience on it. Oh, they do Go Speed Racer? Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I think that the... Shout was the one that had the Jimi Hendrix cover. Oh, yeah, you're, I think you're right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Carl, we just watched Dr. Jekyll and Miss Hyde. What'd you think of it? I think that just happened. I think that uh, Harvey Firestein was great. Jeremy Piven did his job and was funny. And I think that um, um, Ned Ryerson did his job and was funny. I think Sean Young just was sexy, sexy, or mean. And I think Tim. Daly was a dud. Was a he was flat. Tim Daly was and definitely flat. That's my flat. opinion. You know what? This movie is a lot to unpack, and uh, I definitely think uh, I have to watch it a couple more times, maybe with a therapist, just maybe you know, <laughs> with my true self. But it's definitely a weird curio. But it did occur, and I thought Sean Young was fantastic in this movie, as everything Yay! she ever does. So I'm very there excited. Uh, this is the part of the show uh, where we get to know what we're going to watch next week. And I'm really thrilled. I don't have a trailer for this movie, but this movie came out in 1979. It was a TV movie that was released later theatrically. And it's called The Golden Gate Murders. And it's with David Jensen and Suzanne Hart, I think. Uh, Sander Hart. And it's basically a priest is on the bridge, Golden Gate Bridge. Someone pushes the, bri- uh, the priest off the bridge. And the nun has to live, find, prove that it was a murder and not a suicide. So the guy could rest in peace, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a trailer for this movie. It was called Spectre of a Bridge uh, when it was theatrically released. And it's it's funny. It's, but you said they couldn't use the bridge, yeah. right? They couldn't use the actual footage? So I saw this movie because it was on DVD. And uh, I watched it on DVD. And the box, the flat out says that they could, the reason why it looks so shoddy, it says... It's because they couldn't get the rights to the film to use the actual bridge. So they mm-hmm. used like a movie version of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And that and it didn't come out well? Well, I mean, I don't think Yeah, it's just it looks it's cheesy. The the whole movie is cheesy. So okay. uh that'll be our film. But uh normally we play a trailer of next week's film and close out the show. So let's close out the show. I'm gonna play uh Carl and I used to do a, a public access television show in the late eighties, early nineties on New Jersey back before podcasts exist. And we're gonna play Listen, what do we shoot what do we search for so that people actually see it? Well, we'd love you to join be one of the thir- eleven subscribers on our channel called Fish Burgers. 
and uh, I would type in fish burgers with no space and then okay. uh, redefine your search and uh, hit channel and you should get to the fish burgers channel which doesn't have a avatar it has a default and it's called drunk hamlet we're gonna watch okay hamlet. so wait so how do i go to okay i go to filter i put in fish burgers go to filter choose channel right and you should see the fish i burger. found apps oh and just click subscribe by the way yeah click subscribe right. after all this ordeal and then uh you search for drunk hamlet is the name there's 35 views for the last two years, and uh, <laughs> that's great. I'm gonna set to zero zero. Hamlet. Yeah. Drunk Hamlet. I find I find it. Right, Thirty-four so let's get this years. I am, I am ready. It was a live show. We're ready okay. to have Paul here as our countdown. Okay, Paul's countdown right now. Ready, ready to rumba, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, it's gonna be thirty-five years now. Let's get ready, ready to rumba. I'm playing okay, the intro. So. Okay, so. Let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for. Oh, and Carl, I'll see you later after this, okay? Minerals. Okay. The Countdown Let's King himself. To the audio. Put Would the you audio please welcome up. Mr. Paul Brumba? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. Got it. Kip's cast? Not Kip's cast. Lambert Castle. Lambert Castle, New Jersey. I go no farther. You are Hamlet, Mark and you me. did great. I will. I've always said I'm I very drunk in this. <laughs> Look at my. That was your mother's nightgown. It was my mother's nightgown. Well, you were the ghost of Hamlet's dad. <laughs> Look how scared you are. You're such Alas, an actor. Poor ghost. It's my Be finest Hamlet. Hamlet. But lend thy serious ear to what I shall unfold. What production value? Look at your eyes. You're so scared. Speak. I am bound to hear you. I am thy father's spirit. <laughs> Doom for a okay. time to walk tonight. I was really drugged. To walk the night. And for the day, confined to You're reading my college Shakespeare book. Hamlet's looking for a light, but luckily his dad. <laughs> <laughs> but that I am forbid to tell the secrets of my prison house. I could a tale unfold. <laughs> Look at the production value that it's excellent. Yeah. Thy soul. Freeze thy young blood. Okay. Later on Forest Street. I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> and give me thy attentive ear. Dad! Dad, what are you doing in here? It's the end. That was Hamlet. Good trailer. All right, that was a great trailer. It's a trailer for next week's movie, The Golden Gate Killers. Check out Carl at carlsucks.com or carl, uh, dot sucks. And uh, check me out. Check me out. And then uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Carl. Thank, Thank you, you audience. Bye. Bye.
this song. My turn-ons are sad sheets. I like to pee outdoors. You should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes DeCarlo. Not duh like duh. That's It's duh like French. So it's Jokes DeCarlo. Follow me now. With Michael Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Harris, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Chromatic Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 that's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Tired of paying too much for your internet? Contracts and hidden fees got you down? Tired of supporting the same big cable companies that lobby against a free and open internet? Get Monkey Brains! Monkey Brains is a local internet provider who doesn't sell your data, bind you down with contracts, or trick you with hidden monthly fees. We're honest, local, and 100% net neutral. Residential internet for only $35 a month, business packages starting at $75 a month, Go to monkeybrains.net and sign up today. Asiento. Asiento. Take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays. Taco Tuesdays. First Wednesday, live jazz. Live DJs Thursday. Parties. The food is darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. David Zunzu Kersher, running the ones and twos. He's a champion. Yay, yay, you. But light, we need to light some pot in here. We need to get some fucking marijuana incense, lighten it up, helping us out. Wow. You're it's deep. <laughs> I feel like I know you so much better after those. Yeah. Woo! It's eight o'clock. It's mutiny radio. 
Uh, here we are at the beginning of Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. The throngs of people coming. That's how we do. We all at the beginning. I always I like the word throngs. It sounds like it sounds like thongs, but more Game of Thronesy. Like you know, so throngs of people coming to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse, but they are listening online, and it will be amazing. I put toilet paper in the bathroom tonight. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Um, hey, Emily Van Dyke is here. You're pregnant. I was like, I was like, I'm so glad about tonight's show. She was like, I need to get out of there by 8:30 because Mama's got to eat. And I was like, Of course you do. You're pregnant. Anything you want. And I was like, All oh, my friends are coming anyway, so I'll I'll put you up early, and then I'll just do 25 minutes at the end. It'll be great, and you'll be like, you'll be like, ah, I'm out of here. I gotta. Have my... I'm so. It's you're like. Mm. What? Yeah, okay, so I had a terrible, tragic karaoke accident where I accidentally fell into the splits in like a dance break during separate ways, and I feel like that's what like being pregnant over thirty-five is like. <laughs> it's like, is it like, what am I? Is this? Wow, am I a dick? I'm sorry. I'm I'm forty-four. I'm never having a baby. Like anything. I can't wait till I go through menopause. I want to get this great tattoo like on my uterus to commemorate its non-use and I want to get like I want to get a skeleton baby kitten I want to get a kitten I want to have a skeleton baby kitten curled up like by like where my uterus is like all like meow like with his little that's so funny there'd be no ears though they'd have to be like ghost ears because that's cartilage and then obviously a skeleton kitten just gonna put it right there Anybody else want to birth kittens? No? Do you hope that you have a kitten? You, do you, did they ask you? Well, but you were like, do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. You know, that's great. Yeah, right? Because boys, oh my God, jam hands. They smell weird. So gross. So gross. I had to bathe a child today. We, we just got off the bus and we got back to his house. And I was like, he's four. And I was like, uh, before we do anything... We need to wash your hands. He's like, no, we don't. I'm like, yeah, we do. And he says, why do you... I was like, okay, not only we're on the carousel, when you smelled the metal and when like, this smells weird, like metal. And I'm like, yeah, and your hands are on it. Then we're on a bus and you're touching things. I don't know what's on the... Tw- the, the what we were on the nine. What is that liquid on the nine? Like, can anybody tell me? Is it urine? Maybe. I don't know. If it wasn't a fifth grader, I couldn't do a science fair project. With I couldn't like do like let's get some trifold stuff and litmus paper and find out if you can get chlamydia from the 22. We were not doing that. It oh my god petri dishes. We don't want it. I mean, how much feces is in this bathroom? We don't want to find out. Don't give me a petri dish. I brought children here the other day too. <laughs> they walked in the door and they. <laughs> Nanny Pammy, it smells funny in here. It's like hippies smell funny. It's all their fault. It's the hippies smell weird. I don't know what to tell you. There's 55 people that walk through here, and some of them are old. They, I'm, they're like, mm-hmm. anybody else love weed? Yeah. Yay! Yeah, you ever get so high you forget how your own shower works? Does that happen to you? You forget how your shower works. You're like, it's like Airbnb in your own home. It's like, ah, water is so hot. Meow. <laughs> Sorry, I love. What? I, what? Union. Is that what cats do? Do they get? 
Well, it's the one arm bowing. I'm down with that. Yeah, we need to just do this. But you can't smoke pot when your hand is moving this much. Like you just, you gotta hold the pot with, like you got you got at the fire. I mean, maybe if it was like a match, but then this action would actually put the match out. So it's probably pretty. Although I do believe in bowing to our alien overlords, the cat with one paw. Everybody, mmm. That. 17 million, a billion? How many Asians are there? They can't be wrong. They, they bow to the cat. No one else? Was that racist? I can't tell. I'm the accidental racist. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. If you say Asian, it usually means you're racist. I, I, don't, I don't understand. You guys are like, a, uh, it's a small audience, but not because you're small. Well, you are small. I just came back from Little Rock, Arkansas, and... Uh, they are a large audience. Like you think you're, they're twice the size of the audience here in California. Cause they're literally like taking up two seats. They are twice. It was like, they were big people. I've never felt so pretty. Seriously. I'm a San Francisco six and I'm an Arkansas 11. Like I'm 44. Do the math. They are fat. They are big people. There literally were people taking up two seats. And I was like, wow. And one of my opening jokes was about something they call breakfast gravy. But I know they have a thing in Arkansas. They have three types of gravy. They have seven types of gravy, actually. But they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner gravy. And breakfast gravy is a thick maple chocolate gravy. <laughs> that you put on oatmeal and french toast and waffles pancakes cereals tits absolutely bacon you dip your bacon in it like churros con chocolate like fatty fat style it's so arkansas is beautiful they are so i feel like we've been getting i mean if petroleum is oil and fat is oil why can't we just give all the people in arkansas liposuction and then put it in our cars is that not like the new like can't we use the but right because like oil is fat is fat is oil like can't we like 33% of our country is morbidly obese and we're not using this energy. Like, I feel guilty that when I walk so much, my backpack makes my shirt ride up. And I'm like, we're not using this energy. My shirt is rising up my back. There is some energy happening here. We are not harnessing it. What are we doing? Woke San Francisco, you're so woke. I opened up a fortune cookie on New Year's Day and it said, blessed is he who makes his companions laugh. San Francisco! Like, you're, you're, we're so PC that we called Black Friday African American Friday, but you're still fucking with your gender pronouns in your fortune cookies? Seriously? Women are funny now. It's like 2019. Fuck you. Fortune cookies, right? Now they're like, no, they can't be. I'm just saying fortune hashtag fortune cookie jokes <laughs> everyone has different okay i'm gonna i'm gonna end this tirade uh all right we're gonna sing a song and if you know how it goes sing along with me and if you don't you will figure it out <laughs> m-u-t-i-n-y comedy clubhouse comedy comedy, comedy. together we will bring our jokes up high high
hi, hi. <coughs> Are we allowed to smoke around pregnant women? M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! 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 I'm very excited. Uh, your first comedian of the night, she is pregnant! Uh, it's a small but understanding audience. I hope, oh God, I can only, I can't ever imagine what you're doing. But I, I've always loved you as a comedian. I'm so glad you're here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Emily Van Dyke! Hey, I'm making a kid in here. Um, thank you. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't, uh, I don't look that pregnant. I don't think I look, I feel like I look like I could just be like enjoying some serious carbs, <laughs> especially for comedic standards. Cause sometimes I look around at comedy shows and I see like male comedians and I'm like, you could be having a baby, you know, <laughs> like that's a lot of IPA in there or 